Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Deuteronomy. Hey guys, and happy Monday. I hope you all had a really great Sunday and were able to rest and relax. So let's start the week out strong by reading some scripture today. I'll be reading, as I always do, out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible. Please feel free to grab the version that you prefer to read out of. And also, don't forget that cup of coffee or that cup of tea on this sleepy Monday morning. But all right, guys, let's go ahead and read Deuteronomy 31, 1 through 13. Moses went and spoke these words to all of Israel. He said to them, I am 120 years old today. I can no more go out and come in. Yahweh has said to me, you shall not go over this Jordan. Yahweh or God himself will go over before you. He will destroy these nations from before you and you shall dispossess them. Joshua will go over before you as Yahweh has spoken. Yahweh will do to them as he did to Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites and to their land when he destroyed them. Yahweh will deliver them up before you and you shall do to them according to all the commandment which I commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or scared of them, for Yahweh your God himself is who goes with you. He will not fail you nor forsake you. Moses called to Joshua and said to him in sight of all of Israel, Be strong and courageous, for you shall go with this people into the land which Yahweh has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. Yahweh himself is who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not fail you nor forsake you. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Moses wrote this law and delivered it to the priests, the sons of Levi, who bore the ark of Yahweh's covenant and to all the elders of Israel. Moses commanded them, saying, At the end of every seven years, in the set time of the year of release, in the Feast of the Booths, when all Israel has come to appear before Yahweh your God in the place which he will choose, you shall read this law before all of Israel in their hearing. Assemble the people, the men and the women and the little ones and the foreigners who are within your gates, that they may hear and learn and fear Yahweh your God, and observe to do all the words of this law, and that their children, who have not known, may hear and learn to fear Yahweh your God, as long as you live in the land where you go over to the Jordan to possess it. Okay, so it says that Moses is actually about to die. And Moses knew ahead of time that he was going to die, because he had sinned, right? He sinned by striking the rock when God told him not to. We talked about all that. And God punished Moses by telling him that he would not be allowed to go over the Jordan River with the Israelite people. Even though Moses like begged God a lot after that, he was like, please, God, let me go over to the Jordan and, you know, possess the land with the people and lead them. But God said, no, you are not going to. Instead, Joshua is going to do it in your place. So that was Moses's punishment for disobeying God. And not just disobeying God, but um, elevating himself almost on the same level as God as well. There, there was a whole thing. But that was Moses's punishment. So he knew that he was going to die. So here, here's what it says. He had already finished talking to the entire congregation of Israel, telling them the law, repeating it to them. That was kind of what Deuteronomy 1 through 30 was about, basically, was him addressing the people, restating the law. So now he's finished with all of that. And then he says to them, today is my birthday. I am 120 years old and I'm not going to lead you anymore. It says here, Yahweh has said to me, you shall not go over this Jordan. Yahweh your God himself will go over before you. 
He's going to destroy all these nations. Yahweh is going to do them as he did to Sihon and to Og, the kings of the Amorites. So these two kings, a few years before this, had actually come out against Israel to like fight them for no reason. They provoked Israel. They just didn't like Israel. We actually know that a lot of nations were really afraid of Israel because they saw how they were being sustained in the wilderness and how their numbers were growing. People were terrified of Israel. So the the Amorites came out against Israel to try to fight them, but it didn't go too well for them because God actually ended up destroying that nation and he ended up destroying those two kings as well. So Moses tells the people, remember the two kings of the Amorites. Remember how great the Amorites were. Remember how these kings were so terrifying and yet God literally destroyed them for us on behalf of us. He says he's going to do the same thing to all these nations that live beyond the Jordan River in the promised land. God is going to go over the Jordan River, defeat the nations for you. And then verse six here, this is a verse everybody loves. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or scared of them. For Yahweh your God himself is who goes with you. He will not fail you nor forsake you. This is actually a stolen promise verse. (laughs) There's actually a lot of preachers out there that say that we shouldn't use verses like this, like be strong and courageous for ourselves because God technically wasn't talking to you and me. He was talking to the Israelite nation. I have mixed feelings about that. In some ways, yes, I suppose it is a stolen promise if we like take this verse to say that God is going to help us with whatever, you know, problem we're facing nowadays. But at the same time, the Bible was written for us. And I don't see really anything wrong with, you know, taking this verse, be strong and courageous and applying it to our lives because it says plenty of other places in scripture that God is here with us. I mean, Jesus himself said it to to the people. He said, you know, God loves you so much more than the birds of the air and he counts the hairs on your head. And I mean, God is with us. The Holy Spirit is with us. So really, I don't think that there's anything wrong with taking a verse like this or other ones stated in scripture and applying it to our lives, though that's my own personal opinion. But yeah, it says, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or scared of them for Yahweh your God goes before you. Now, one of the reasons why Moses stated this verse to the people was because their parents had failed. Their parents had failed at being strong and courageous. They were terrified of the people that lived beyond the Jordan. In fact, the generation before, and the reason the Israelites got stuck in the wilderness for 40 years was because they refused to take the promised land when God told them to. Because they were terrified of these people, the giants that lived beyond the Jordan River seemed so much bigger than them. They had so so many more men than Israel did. So the people got terrified and decided they wanted to go back into slavery to Egypt. So God said, "Okay, you're going to get your wish. You're not going back to Egypt, but you're going to get your wish of dying in the wilderness, because that's what the people were saying. They're being very dramatic and they're like, we wish that our children and us would just die in this wilderness rather than going beyond the Jordan and dying there. (laughs) And God's like, "Okay, that's what you're getting then, because that's what you want. And so, yeah, that generation of Israelites died in the wilderness. And so now it's the time of the children the second generation, to go and take the promised land. But Moses says, don't make the same mistake as your parents. Don't be afraid because God is 
helping you. He's going to defeat all these people beyond the Jordan, just as he defeated those Amorites. He's going to do the same thing. So Moses calls to Joshua and he said to them, said to him in front of all of Israel, be strong and courageous for you shall go with this people into the land which Yahweh has sworn to their fathers to give them and you shall cause them to inherit it. I can imagine that Moses, you know, this is almost like Moses's last speech in a way to the people. One of his last speeches anyway. I mean, just think about this. You know, Moses really, really wanted to lead the the people into the promised land like he really wanted it but now he has to say it to Joshua Moses has to be content with where God is placing him I can imagine that was really tough and you know for me I I really struggle with jealousy sometimes and this has happened to me multiple times in my life I get really angry and frustrated for a long period of time when I feel like I should have been given a role that somebody else gets and in fact over this past year, I've been just having disappointment after disappointment in some ways. You know, things that I really thought was going to pan out for me that just did not end up panning out for me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard to get past that resentment and that jealousy when, um, when you don't get what you think you should get. And I, I don't know how many people are in the same boat as me with some of that stuff. One of the things that I've been really struggling with recently is the fact that you know, I'm, I'm going to be 30 and I'm still not a mom. I'm still unable to have kids and I'm pretty stressed out and frustrated about that. And then it, it's hard when I see so many people my age right now that are getting pregnant and having babies and all this stuff. But I have to keep reminding myself that's not the role God placed me in right now. I don't know why. I don't know why I can't have kids, but... That's not the role God has given me at this moment. And it's very hard to do that. And I can imagine for you guys, if you have had disappointments like that in the past, it's difficult also for you. But Moses, even though he was getting punished technically and was not allowed to cross over the Jordan because he equated himself with God and did not give God the glory, it actually was better for him to not have to go over the Jordan, if you think about it. He gets to go and be with God. He didn't have to suffer with the Israelite people anymore. I mean, look at how miserable Moses was and has been this entire journey. He has not been a happy camper, pun intended, because, you know, the Israelites camped. <laughs> but um, yeah, he, he's not been a very happy guy. And in a way, it was almost a mercy for God to not bring Moses over the Jordan River, if you think about it, because it was time for Moses to rest. It was just time for him to go and finish the race, I suppose. He didn't have to be the leader anymore. He didn't have this huge responsibility anymore. It was passed off to Joshua. And perhaps at this time, Moses is beginning to realize this. The man who had such a strong faith in God that God would like come and talk to Moses every single night as like one talks to a friend is what the verse says. Moses finally gets to be with God like 24-7. So in a way, it really was a mercy for Moses to be able to pass off the leadership title to Joshua. And I mean, it's the same for you and me. It says in scripture that God uses everything for our good. You know, everything collectively for our good. So even though crappy things happen to us all the time, God can and will 
use it for good in some way or another. And I mean, even when you and I mess up and like sin or do something stupid, (laughs) it's not impossible for God to turn that around. It's not impossible at all. And he often does. He will use everything for our collective good, even if uh, we screw up or something like that. So just remember that when you're stressed or going through a disappointing time or something like that. But anyway, Moses commands Joshua to not be afraid. He says in verse eight, Yahweh himself is who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not fail you nor forsake you. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. So Moses basically repeats the same thing, not just to Israel, like all of Israel, but now to Joshua. So after this, it says Moses wrote this law and delivered it to the priests, the sons of Levi who bore the Ark of God's covenant into all the elders of Israel. So now Moses commands them from verses 10 to 13, that every seven years during the time of uh, like release, and what that means is, you know, the, the slaves would be set free. So every seven years when the year of release came during the Feast of Booths, the elders were supposed to read the entire law to the congregation of Israel so that the Israelites would remember it so that they could teach their children it, and the children could hear it, everybody would hear it, men, women, and children. Now, don't forget, I mean, paper and pens and reading was not as common back in these days. I'm going to guess most women and most men probably didn't really know how to read too well, and a lot of children probably didn't either. So the elders and the Levite priests were the ones that were assigned the task of learning to read and write God's law so that they could teach it to all of the people of Israel so that the Israelites and the children could remember it and hear it every seven years. So then the children, it says here, assemble the people, the men and the women and the little ones and the foreigners who are within your gates that they may hear, learn, fear Yahweh or God and observe to do all the words of this law. So part of the reason this was done was not just so uh, people could get a refresher on the law every seven years, but so that new children who were born could hear it. Because let's be honest, and I'm not saying anything against you parents listening in right now, but a lot of times uh, parents, their first priority is not teaching their children the Bible. They often leave that up to the church or the kids Sunday school teachers or something like that. God wants the children to be able to hear the law every seven years. The children who have not known may hear and learn to fear Yahweh. But not just the children. This was for everybody. This was for women. This was for men. This was for the foreigners, the slaves, the free. This was for every single person. Because every single person, of course, is created in God's image. God wants everyone to to know the law. God wants everyone to study scriptures because it's the most important thing in our lives. It's what allows us to grow close to God. Here's what it says, that you may hear it and learn to fear Yahweh your God as long as you live. Alrighty guys, thank you so much for everybody who has been tuning into the podcast. I see all you guys. I see ya. I see everybody that's tuning in from America and Canada and 
England and Jamaica and Australia and everybody else that I missed. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. It's really awesome to see all of you collectively listening to scripture every day. And you know what? Tell me where you live. I love hearing from all of you guys. You can contact me anytime if you have a prayer request or a testimony or you just want to introduce yourself. I love hearing from all of you. So contact me. You'll find my information in the bio of the podcast episode. Faithful listeners, I hope to see you all tomorrow for an episode out of John. Happy listening and God bless.